News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT, Pete Callender of the Pete Callender Show. 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. You can email Pete at thepetecallendershow.com. Also on Twitter and Getter at Pete Callender. Remember, get the podcast. It is free. comes every day. Um, it's at WBT.com. Got a uh, message here from Anne Marie, who I guess sent this also to the county commissioners after they uh, voted to grant medical leave to Ella Scarborough, Commissioner Scarborough, and... Um, and to have her pay and benefits run through the end of her term, which is through November. Um, they don't expect her to come back. Uh, a medical leave, Emory says, is uh, for the purpose of taking time off with the intent of coming back shortly. Ella is not coming back. If you accept this deception, you will be setting a precedent. Any person elected to the county board could then ask for a medical leave until the next election. Plus, you're appointing another person and paying that person, too. Setting a precedent is not something you should be doing. Um, it's all semant- And then Jeff says, it's all semantics for theft, compelling, coercion, charity, all semantics for fraud and deceit. Wait, didn't Dunlap accuse WBTV of that very thing? True. That's right. Um, so Dunlap says he was alerted to all of this by Larry Shaheen, who is a Republican strategist consultant guy, Um, And Larry talking about a Joe Bruno story at WSOC-TV about how Ella Scarborough wasn't showing up to the meeting. She was AWOL. And on February 2nd, so not that long ago, a week ago, February 2nd, Shaheen tweeted that story out and said, this is completely unconscionable. We have an elected official who is AWOL and maybe deceased and nothing has been done. A great report by WSOC-9, somebody at the police or sheriff's office need to go find her and see where she is like that's a wellness check seriously why would somebody not do a wellness check if you don't know where she is and you're getting just like a single email from her account that says um i'm still sick i got i'm not coming back for a while and then and then you don't hear from her at all you can't get in contact with her it's a wellness check This then prompts um, a response to Larry Sheehan from George Dunlap, who says, you're an attorney, Larry. You did not address the issue in your comments. Provide a general statute on how to remove an elected official. See, so he's combative. He's antagonistic. He's like, give me the law. Cite the statute. And then John Warren, who we had on this show last week, he's running for U.S. Senate. John Warren gives him the statute. Removing an elected official by a motion, uh, judge says it can be done. He has the uh, connect or a link here to uh, the uh, uh, School of Government, the UNC School of Government, as I mentioned. So John Warren gave him the link, and then Larry Sheehan also says there's this other statute. He gives him a screenshot of the statute that says they can go. The sheriff's office can go and bring her to the county commissioners' meeting. It's in the law, which makes me wonder if the original review of this stuff started in February, because that's kind of what it seems like they were arguing. Like, oh, we started looking at the Family Medical Leave Act stuff. And, you know, that's why Tyrone Wade, the county attorney, he only looked at that. and He was strictly asked about that one thing. That's it. Like, so that's it. So you put the blinders on and you said Family Medical Leave Act and that's it. 
And, oh, it doesn't really apply to an elected official because they're not an employee, and so they're not really covered and whatever. Like, But you didn't think about exploring anything else. That was it. Like, a bunch of people either dropped the ball on this or were okay letting it ride. That's what is very, very clear in all of this. Let me get to some more. Uh, so Dunlap has this interaction with Shaheen. Um over a two-day period, last week, right, which was prompted by the coverage that the media gave, I gave, right, we were talking about this, like, what's going on? Dunlap said last week that after he spoke to the family, they asked for time to consider their choices. Okay, this was last week. After all of this stuff started coming out, and the, on the Twitter back and forth, Dunlap says, he says to the family, hey, what do you want to do? And then almost immediately, WSOC-TV, Joe Bruno, has a story that is uh, that goes live. Almost immediately. Okay? And then, when, when Dunlap recounts this last night in the meeting, things got a little testy. Joe Bruno had the numbers that I had. I didn't give them to him, so I don't know where he got them. The phone numbers he's talking That's about. That's Investigator Joe. Uh, so Joe called the family... And the family made a statement to him that basically says, we are going to request... And this is hearsay. Let him tell it. Excuse me. This is hearsay. Excuse me. I'm talking. But it's and you are out of order and you're being rude. Still hearsay. He's here. Let him speak, sir. You are out of order. That's on your opinion. Okay, so you're out of order. Legally. You're out of order, Commissioner Lee. Why don't you respect the rules of this board? That's not a rule. Okay, you're out of order. Yes, it is. The chair, has, the chair has Put ruled you out. out of order. All He's right. here. Let and him so, speak legally. Again, so... Uh, just, just for the record, no reporter is going to get up there and talk about their conversations like that. That was not going to happen. Like, if you want to know what what the report was, go go to the website, pull up the report. Uh, one of the children is? made a comment to Joe Bruno as to what choice they would make. Right. Joe Bruno reported that at the 5 o'clock news. It was the first time that I had heard that they had made a choice. So I corresponded with the family and said, I just heard this on the news. Did you, in fact, say that? And they confirmed to me that they had made that statement to Joe Bruno. It was at that point that I contacted their manager and our attorney to inform them of what would be happening. And then I had to correspond with them to tell them when I expected the information and what specifically needed to be stated in that information. And I subsequently received that request, which is the request that you just acted on, which is the request to grant leave. Now, that's the whole state of events. There mm-hmm. ain't no secrets here. Nah. That's exactly what happened. Nah, well, not really. See, because what you just admitted to there, Chairman Dunlap, is that the exploration of the Family Medical Leave Act stuff, that that actually occurred months ago, right? So there was some confusion as to when people were researching what or when the county attorney looked into this and was only looking at this one thing about removal from office. But all that other law and stuff... So. This was stuff that you guys had on your radar radar for a couple months and never told your fellow commissioners about it. You never told them about any of that, right? 
What about before last week? There were two other requests. And one of those obviously prompted some exploration of this issue. What he's talking about is what happened last week when they finally became aware because someone else did their homework for them. uh, When they finally became aware that, oh, actually, there is this leave of absence. And the family then says, yes, we're going to request that for her. So they're acting in her capacity now. That is very clear. News Talk 1110-993 WBT. 5-3 to three vote yesterday. County commissioners in Mecklenburg voted to continue to pay Ella Scarborough. So she will continue also to get her in, in, uh, her benefits, her health insurance benefits. Um, but she is not coming back um, to serve on the body. And uh, all indications are that she hasn't been able to for quite a while. They will open up uh, a replacement process for her, uh, and that'll get underway within a week. Let me go over here to John. Well, wait a minute. John is on. Okay, John, welcome to the program. Hello, John. Hey, thank you so much. There's so much to unpack in this. Uh, My opening salvo simply is this. It is corruption at the highest level. With that being said, First and foremost, as a county elected official, most of them come in, quote-unquote, as part-time employees. They come in, their first term is to serve the community until their duration, and they're fully vested 20 years later. It's to get the golden parachute. We're paying her salary, and she's still going to collect all of her, her benefits after she leaves office. That's what we're paying into as a taxpayer. No other city employee can get away with it because they got to file FMLA. FMLA is a step, a stopgap, and then they get dismissed or they come back to work. And while they are out, if they want their benefits, they have to pay for that benefit. She's not there right. Is that process set up. But John, yeah, so she's not covered under FMLA, and the county commissioners have the authority to pay somebody just as they did. They have that authority to do it. Yeah. As an employee of a municipal, when I come to work, She's I not... have the right to sign up for long-term and short-term disability. Right. If I don't do it, that's my risk. I understand, John. I, I had that chance, John. I I understand that she had the, she had. The, I don't know what her insurance uh, uh, product line is, but I get her. She's like seventy-eight years old or something. But she's not. Um, she's not classified as an employee. I think that's the problem. They, they're on the books. They are classified as part-time employees, elected officials. Yeah, no, because I think that's... The municipal, the municipal has to account for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying that they're not on the books, I'm, but I don't, I don't think that this was the rub, is that the compensation packages uh, or the rules around compensation in the FMLA, that's the thing that the county attorney... Uh, researched, and that's they, they could not use that FMLA. This was a leave request, and then the second part of that debate that they had last night was, well, if we accept this request, now that means she's not going to get paid. And so that's what they had to decide to do, and they decided to pay her for not working. It's Wow, what a beautiful gig. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, like, I understand the, the, like, your point is valid. Like, you, like, you don't want her to be paid for work she's not doing. And, no, um, no, and they're going to turn around and put a, put another commissioner in place. So I know I got to pay for that one. Correct. 
Yes, they right. They're gonna they're gonna name a replacement, and that replacement is going to be paid the same salary and everything as uh, Commissioner Scarborough. You are correct. We're paying twice for it. Two, two closing comments. Yeah, this is the same attorney that wouldn't make the fight against the fifty million dollars going to the school board that said they were due that money. My God, it's my money. I've been paying it for two years to the school system, and they hadn't been in session. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen a fight. Yeah, that was wrong. Well, this is the same attorney doing that. And then secondly, back to the commissioner, if people are speaking on her behalf and setting things in motion, where's the durable power of attorney proof? Where's the power of attorney proof right. speaking on her behalf legally? I, there I, is I, more to this. Absolutely. And I'm the one stuck paying for it, and I can't get away doing it. No. Right. Well, that's therein lies the rub. And this is what, and I appreciate the call, John. And uh, uh, I would also point out that Tyrone Wade is actually, I, he was the attorney during the whole DSS Jack Stratton affair. That was, he was working for DSS at the time. Anyway, um, so there was that. But the uh, the questions you raise are questions that were also raised last night to her credit. Commissioner Susan Rodriguez McDowell. She ran down some of these questions. Take a listen. How do we know that we're really dealing with Ella Scarborough? This is a question that I think is important for people to understand. So that's number one. Number two, if on October, whatever it was, that she originally requested, or the family or whoever requested for a leave at that time, that is a different issue than someone being removed, which is the question that we've had, right. that I've had since I was elected. How do we serve along someone, you know, under these, I felt like it was an ethical issue at the time. And so now my question is, my, my statement is that this is different the question, the thing that we were solving to in the past was how do we take action around this individual that doesn't seem able to serve? And so what's the action that we take? And the answer was you have no action. You have no options. There's nothing you can do. Okay? So that was what we understood. Now, I remember you and I in your office calling the Board of Elections, talking to uh, the director, yep. uh, Diggerson. Yeah, this was on like my first month being in office. And, he, and you put him on speaker, and he said, there's nothing you can do. She has to either resign or take a leave of absence. All right, so this has been going on for years. This has been going on for years. Since her first month in office, this, she's in her second term. So three years ago? Is that right? That's when people were aware that she wasn't fulfilling the terms of uh, her duties in the office? So she won re-election without running a campaign? Is that what happened? See, I got a lot more questions today than I had yesterday. And that's not good. Because, yeah, there's, there's definitely a deception that has been perpetrated upon them people of mecklenburg county for quite a while and it's really really sad it really is sad news talk 1110 99.3 wbt 704-570-1110 and 1-800-wbt-1110 let me get mike on the show hello mike welcome to the program how are you hey doing great good subject i've been enjoying listening to you today thanks Uh, appreciate it yeah it 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 prompted me to call because 
I, I was born in Charlotte, and I'm almost 70 years old now. Um, but about, I guess it was back about, I don't know, 2005 or so, there was a county commissioner named Norman Mitchell. Yeah. And they were, I used to actually watch county commission and city council meetings on TV. Uh, I, I just enjoyed watching. Mm-hmm. And he made a comment one day, just paraphrasing, they were debating spending or taxes or something. But he, he made a comment that was unbelievable. He said, if you don't like it here, don't let the door hit you on the way out. He said, and, if you don't like it, then I suggest that you do move. It, it, words to that effect. I yep. couldn't believe it coming out of an elected official. So yep. I took his advice. Uh, about four years ago, I moved to Lincoln County. And, <laughs> and I'm loving it up here. I yeah. mean, low taxes, the spending is not wasteful. And I'm not getting enjoyment out of listening to your discussion today, but it just reinforces my decision that I made the right decision to get out of there. Yeah. No, I hear you, Mike. I appreciate the call, man. Thanks so much. Uh, Yeah, I remember I I was the one who pulled that audio bite and gave it to the the uh, the news department at WBT because I was a reporter. I was covering the meeting that night. And he said, and for those of you who say that you don't uh, uh, that that you're going to move. Well, then I suggest that you do move. It's literally what he said. I suggest that you do move. And uh, I had a good relationship with Norman Mitchell, too. And, he, and like, that was the thing. Like, what, Norman Mitchell, he, he would say that stuff, and he would stand by it. Like, to his credit, same thing with Bill James. Bill James and Norman Mitchell were friends. They would drive around town, and Bill James, this, you know, arch-conservative right-winger, and Norman Mitchell, this, you know, lefty Democrat, and they would drive around town in Bill's convertible classic car. <laughs> they were they were a pair. Um, let me see here. Oh, back to this uh, audio clip. Commissioner Susan Rodriguez-McDowell. She raises this very legitimate question. Who do we think we're even dealing with? Are we dealing with Ella Scarborough? When she made these requests, was that her doing it? And that was that's a, that had to be initiated by her. Now, it sounds like in October it was initiated by her. Right. And that's where I'm confused to the process and how we find ourselves here today. Right. So let's let's deal with the first question you asked. Yes. Okay. How do you know that you're dealing with Ella? The answer to that question is. You don't know. But based on my interactions, you're not dealing with her. You're dealing with her children. And every time I brought a board, a report back to this board, I said to you, I communicated with the children. And in fact, by his own admission, um, he said she was, let me not say that. But my point to you was, she, she, she's not able to do that. Okay. She is not able to speak with anyone. She is not able to make a request on her own behalf. And they've known this. He has. The chairman has known this. But he's saying, I couldn't do anything. I had no way to, to remove her. And what, because of her politics and her legacy, because of who she is, you didn't want to, what, make it any more uncomfortable for her or bring this to light or 
I don't know, maybe he was maybe he's been leaking info to reporters all this time. Who knows? Right? I I don't know. But this is why I say that there there has been a deception perpetrated here. I don't know who all is involved and to what extent people knew different things. And I fully believe there are members on the county commission that did not have any idea. But as Susan Rodriguez McDowell just noted, she's apparently known something's up for years. And she's not been cool with it. I mean, not cool enough to, you know, I guess make it a big deal or something. I don't know. I just got back to town. This is first I've, like I said, I was, I got back into town and very quickly I learned that something was going on. So I'm not, you know, I'm not any smarter than anybody else. So obviously people that were close to her and working with her, people knew and decided, let's just leave it alone. And again, you can be doing that because you don't want to jeopardize her health care. I understand that argument. I really do. I understand the argument. But there's the other side of this equation. And it was handled just terribly. Just terribly. So then I think the statute says that the person has to request it. So if she's not requesting it, I, I feel like... Right. Everything, her, her care is in her children's but responsibility. You so, so that's the thing. He doesn't know this. He is now making crap up. He doesn't know that. He's provided no evidence that there's some sort of power of attorney or power of, uh, uh, you know, to make health decisions on someone's behalf. Maybe he does. Maybe he has seen the document. Maybe he has talked to them, whatever. Like, you now set in motion, though, literally by making these motions, you set the county on a course based on a representation that there isn't any proof of that you could have asked for it but did not you did not provide any proof of this so you're just saying oh well you know the the kids are acting on behalf of their their mom and you don't actually know whether they are legally empowered to do so and if they are by the way then that means she needs to be off the board that's not a leave of absence. This is what I mean. The deception to me seems pretty clear. That's the Black Keys. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Who are we even dealing with? Commissioner Susan Rodriguez McDowell asked about their uh, email correspondence that has been coming from County Commissioner Ellis Scarborough. And George Dunlap, the chairman, says it's probably Ellis Scarborough's kids. And I've said I've been dealing with her kids. And they're adults. They're not children. They're not young kids, right? But they are her children. But they're adults. They're professionals. And they have been apparently speaking for her and making these decisions for months. I, I don't know for how long. I, I really don't. And... Look, there's a there's a part of this, and I'm I do not want this to be taken the wrong way. Like I'm not making any accusations. I have no uh, no information about this. All I'm saying is, when you do the line of work that I've done for 20 years in media, you see the absolute worst in people, and the worst of people, right? You go to these, you go to crime scenes, you read the police blotters. I used to do the crime beat in Charlotte Mecklenburg. So like you do these things, and you see the absolute worst, and also as one who grew up in a household where we had two grandparents that lived with us in their final years 
with varying ailments, uh, one of which suffered from dementia. Like It is very, very difficult on the families. And I can't imagine trying to do it in the public eye. I can't imagine trying to do it without a support system, right? I was a kid. This all fell onto like my mom and, and dad, and it was very difficult. Um, and I just wish people would have had the opportunity to have helped. But they weren't, they weren't given that opportunity. The community was not afforded that opportunity. And that's sad. It really is. It's really sad. Um, I got an email from Angela who says it's sad that we uh, said they have to spend so much time arguing and bickering. So sad to represent our city and county like this. All right. The problem is the county commissioners got put into this position. Those eight people were put into this position and then they made bad. Some of them made bad decisions along the way themselves because they wanted to keep the pay flowing. And I'll give them the best of intentions is that they wanted the benefits to keep going so she could be cared for. That's the motive. And in the process, they kept a lot of people in the dark. Right? So we've got now confirmation. She's not actually been at the meetings. Those votes that she cast probably weren't hers. Right? Probably her caretakers. Maybe. Don't know. Um, and it's pretty obvious that everybody knew about it to varying degrees and that they've known for quite a while, some longer than others. Um, he did. Well, let me get back to this audio clip. I'll only finish. I'll I'll finish the clip. This is George Dunlap from yesterday. So her children acting on her behalf, uh, we, we understand is her decision or either the fact that they're making the decision on her behalf. Now, if you want us to get a quest, uh, answer from her specifically, I doubt you'll ever get it. I, I'd like to know what our... Did, did you hear that? I doubt you'll ever get it. So what does he... So he knows. He knows. As does, like, most people in the county orbit, like county government orbit, they know too. In politics, Democratic Party officials, like, this is... Like I said, if I found out about it immediately upon returning to Charlotte, then yes, the people inside the Democratic Party know it. The county government people like everybody knows what is up. And now you turned it into this. Where now everyone is having this argument and you're forcing county commissioners to cast votes about whether to what? Take away someone's health insurance because she didn't resign. Which is what should have occurred. But it didn't. And it, 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 it kind of breaks my heart. It really does. It kind of breaks my heart that the, the community that, that you said you were serving and that everyone is holding her up as this servant for, did you not think that people would want to help her? Did you have that little faith in the public that you claim that you represent, that you also claim loved her so much? And I'm not denying that. I mean, you don't win as many races as she has won and not obviously have had the kind of impact that they say she had. She obviously did. I just... But you, you, you took that from people. The ability to help her and the family during this time. I, and I don't... I don't get it. 
I don't get it. And by the way, from from a from an official point of view, y'all had obligations. You had obligations to the public. You had obligations to the to the taxpayers. You had obligations to each other. And you just blew through all of that. County management, they blew through all of that. Just ignored it. And everybody was hoping just to coast, I guess, until you got to November. And she wouldn't run again. She wouldn't file for re-election. And she would just ride it out until November. Because that's what they're going to pay her through November. Which, by the way, why stop at November? Isn't that inhumane? Because that's the argument they made last night. So wouldn't that be an argument for benefits in perpetuity? Why not? Um, here is, uh, let me see if I got this, doo, 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 uh, cut seven. This is uh, Laura Meyer. She asked the county manager and the county attorney and George Dunlap, why wasn't the board presented with this question back in October or December when her family made the two requests for medical leave for her absence at that time? I think all three of us was operating on the information that we had previously received, which is, and we've said it around here dozens of times, there is nothing that we can do. So if she requested it, she was already out. She wasn't coming. What was the purpose? So there's no such thing as paid medical leave? Not, not as a as a legal term for, for Mecklenburg County. That was the question initially asked. And you're not county employees. Right. And so you have a concern. How do you balance an employee vis-a-vis a commissioner? Are you entitled to paid medical leave? I don't know what's in the county policy relative to that, but that was a question that was being researched. Can so you I th- pay I think, someone? I think the part that we're, we're not being crystal clear about, and I think we just need to be crystal clear about it, is we did receive those requests for paid medical leave, but we were not aware of the statute. So we got the information, and we were protecting her privacy, and we knew that she wasn't. She had asked for a 60-day leave, and then she extended in December. But because we were not aware of the statute, we wanted to protect her privacy. The minute we learned of the statute and what the options potentially were, that is when the chairman reached out to the children and said, here, what do you want to do? We've got to deal with this situation. It wasn't an attempt to hide anything no. or to keep anything from you, no. but we were just acting based on the information we had at the time. And when, when Tyrone was, was presented with the question about FMLA, he was researching FMLA. He wasn't researching whether or not there was a process in the statute around taking a leave of absence. And so the bottom line is that we should have brought it to the board because had we known about the statute, we would have, but we did not because we were unaware of the statute. And that's kind of how we got to where we are today. And we just need to be clear about that. Yeah. So as long as everyone understands that nobody was hiding anything, the minute they learned of the statute from some random person on Twitter, apparently, then, then yes, okay, we should have brought it to the board, but we didn't because we didn't know the law. What? Like, this is not an excuse. Like, you didn't bring it to the board because you didn't research it, and you didn't research it because you kind of didn't want to. You didn't want to explore that. It was only when people in the public were like, no, 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 there's a law, look, right here. And it was like, oh, yeah, maybe we should do a little bit more research on that. Nobody had a desire to find out. As I said yesterday, this is part of the problem when you have an elected body, all of one political party. Everyone's willing to do a little cover-in for each other. All right, news is next. Mm-hmm.